Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw, episode number 72 of your favourite podcast. And we are back after a little week hiatus. I had a little bit of the vid. It wasn't great. It was international break though, so who cares? Yeah, you aligned it quite well because yeah. international break stunk. Yeah, oh my god, it was stinky. It was we could bad. do a whole video about that, but luckily we are not going to bore you with that. We had an exciting weekend. The Barclays has delivered once again. Pure Barclays is back, Mate, baby. Uh, just rename it again. Rename it to Barclays. Name it the Bordraw Premier League. But um, yeah, obviously we're going to be talking about a little bit about uh, Man City, Liverpool. We've got Newcastle, Chelsea on the agenda. And then a couple of little things, maybe a little highlight of uh, one Alejandro Garnacho's uh, fantastic finish on Sunday afternoon. Um, before we kick it off, though, if you do want to get involved in the last days of our November Look at the campaign, tashes, mate. They're they coming looking crazy. Good. They're looking good. I'm very proud of us. We've raised nearly £400 already. So we would like to make it above that 500 threshold. So if you haven't donated yet and you'd like to, all the links you need will be down below. And uh, yeah, but let's kick it off anyway. The premier game this weekend was one uh, City versus Liverpool at yeah. the Etihad. Did it deliver? Nah, it was a boring game in my opinion. This was, for me, I was literally thinking about this one right here. The last, however many four or five seasons, even last year when Liverpool stunk, this is the game that I look at. Yeah, think, pure quality. Oh, mate. And there were three or four seasons where this game would look like it was in a different league to yeah. every other game Agreed. in the Premier League. And the levels were just there. But this, it, it was dry man city looked like a shadow of themselves yeah. liverpool i think we, we we know their reasons their midfield is not it at the minute like wataru endo's not the guy they don't have a holding midfielder. yeah i don't know if it's yeah just a case of there's so many new players in both these teams that like the quality that we were accustomed to in the last like you were saying four or five years of this game i mean man city a lot had, of the players are different now i mean man city had no kevin de bruyne no de bruyne um liverpool had no henderson this year yeah players of like that level john stones wasn't playing well that's it and salah wasn't playing no nah, salah was <laughs> ghosting this game no robertson he got an assist no, uh, no Robertson yeah no Robbo Alisson had a bit of a stinker Alisson had a world class stinker we never say that as well no. we give him his plaudits because I think he's the best keeper in the world but yeah yeah it was interesting do you want to take us through your thoughts Haaland hitting 50 Premier League goals in 48 games yeah. that is nuts I will touch on Haaland because I want to talk about the strikers in a bit but I think yeah let's talk about the game in its whole Man City I think evidently the better team um, I saw a lot of people saying that like this is the biggest of the two teams have been in like the gap between the two teams has been in terms of quality. And is that before the game? And after, in my opinion. Brother, the game finished one all. Yeah, I know. At the Etihad. That's, that's the Man City the problem. Eti the City's ends were getting shushed by Trent Alexander-Arnold after he apparently got cooked all game, which is another discussion we'll have. Well, we'll have that. You see Pep was saying to the City fans that they were too quiet. He's the one that runs that narrative. It's I'm mental. Funny, yeah, but City fans get so wild yeah, about that yeah. narrative. And he's and the, the one. Manager, it's your manager that's pushing it, man. I love it as well because they can't even beef Pep because... <laughs> he'll fuck him off. Yeah, Did he'll you know, fuck he, him he off said, about um, the League One thing. Yeah, yeah he was like, oh, I'm more likely to be here in, in, <laughs> when we're in League One than uh, no, us winning the Champions League again. No, you won't. But have you heard of Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I was going to say, not a chance, <laughs> Good luck with FFP. Yeah, have you heard of England manager? Um, <sighs> but, nah. Yeah, in my opinion, the, there was a golf in quality. If Man City were playing a 6 or a 7 out of 10, they would have won this game. But they were actually, in my opinion, very poor. One of the worst games I've seen from them this season. 
They were dominant all over the pitch, but in the final third, just created nothing really. One player that I want to talk about, though, is Bernardo Silva, who I think is just an absolute world Do we have him as our top Premier League midfielder? If you follow us on Twitter, gems are being dropped I mean, we are spitting. We are spitting. That was a unanimous decision. That here. was. We smashed that. We're not very good at tier lists. Sometimes we do some funky choices. This is a man who, before the season, was linked with PSG, with Saudi Arabia... Uh, even Barcelona, I think. I think he's got a Barcelona clause in his contract. How grateful are they to have him still? Because he's he is, so good. Is he the best Premier League midfielder? Best Premier League midfielder, in my opinion. He's most consistent. Is he the best silver the Man City have ever had? Oh, he's not as good as David Silva, I don't think. Oh, I think he's better. I don't I know. I think his versatility is just crazy. You can play him on That's either true. wing. You can play him as the number 10, as the 8. You can play him as the deep lion 6 if you want, and he can do a job there. He's just so good. He'll always drop. They fucking played him at left back. When was it? Last season or whatever. Who wins? Yeah. If you have this Man City team that started against Liverpool, or the Man City team like of Aguero, um, Silva, Torre, Company. I don't know. Oh, I'll hit you with some one v ones then. Aguero or Haaland? Aguero. Mad. I think I'll go Haaland. Um. Bernardo Silva or David Silva? David Silva. I'll go Bernardo Silva. Rodri or Yaya Torre? Yaya. Yeah, I think I'd probably go Yaya. Um, John Stones or Vincent Company? Stones. I'd go Stones. They're the only ones that I can think of as good luck. Alice, uh, Edison versus Hart? Probably Edison. <laughs> Edison every single day. Mika <laughs> um, Richards versus Kyle Walker? Jeez, big meeks. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> he could have gotten over Zab. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I agree. I think... See, they're, they're lucky that they've had generational quality for like a decade It's now. what you get when you're funded when you, by a state. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tapped. But um, yeah, I don't know. I What I noticed in this game though is that just like Liverpool, all they had was like transitional moments. They're just where City would lose the ball in the final third and then they just kind of go long to Salah or go long to Darwin Nunez. But that's what Liverpool done against City every time they played them. But like, better though. Yeah, obviously. I mean, they were better Mm. when they had Mane, Salah, Firmino or um, they had Robertson and Trent in in their best form of their life. They had a prime Van Dijk. Yeah. They had an actual midfield of players. Mm. They They had Fabinho they could play this transitional football. They they have nothing at the minute. No, in like the midfield, they need, they need, they need 30 chances to score like two goals. Yeah. I liked McAllister. I thought he had a decent game for someone that I've kind of slated a little bit as like, he is not good enough to play that kind Tenacious. of holding hold midfielder role. He had a, quite a good little game. But he's still not the solution. He's just still not aggressive enough. He doesn't win enough uh, duels, doesn't do enough for me. I don't, he, but he's, he's not a DM. No. He, I don't think he was brought in to be a DM. He... Very last minute got shifted there. Yeah, I don't see the mice behind it. Obviously, I'm never going to question Jurgen Klopp because one of us is sitting here making a football podcast, and one of us is one of the Champions League Jürgen and the Prem. Um, but I know more. It do be like that. What I'm kind of my issue is with Liverpool is that everyone says, "Oh, they're just a DM away from competing." I, I think it's more than that. I think they're. A DM away. I think they're another centre midfielder away. I think they're a right back away. I think they're probably a left back away now. I think for me, there's a lot that still needs to happen for this Liverpool team to get um, challenging for the title. And this could be 
me just being a bit reactionary. It's not though because they fucking drew one all, so it's actually a good result. But I think yeah, I mean, what are they? They're one point behind Arsenal, who sit top of the table. Two points behind Arsenal. Oh, two points. Yeah, sorry, you were one point behind them, but yeah. going into your game. Um, yeah, two points behind Arsenal, sitting at the top of the table, joint points with Man City. Yeah. After they got done really dirty at Spurs, where they got the win on that game, yeah, could be top they league. would be top of the league. That's true. So, I mean, you're, not, you're saying that they're not playing their best, this isn't the best Liverpool team, but they're, they're not far off the top of the table. And that is something that I was gassing up Arsenal about this morning to one of my co-workers. I was like, it's good. Like, the narrative around Arsenal at the moment is that we're not playing that well, but, but we're at the top of the league. Yeah. So the same could be said for Liverpool. But like, does that just go to show how like maybe all the top teams in the Premier League are underperforming? Oh, I was going to say the league's falling off a bit. Oh, maybe. mate, honestly, you go back to where you had Liverpool and City dropping hundred plus pointers yeah. nearly every season, and you had like who like Man City, uh, sorry, Man United or like Chelsea or Tottenham finishing on, like eighty plus points and like finishing third. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, but now I think probably to the benefit of the actual competitiveness of the Premier League itself as like an institution it's probably a good thing but the standard and I think the Premier League isn't the big hitter that it was in Europe probably last season or a couple of seasons ago yeah I think the gap is the gap closing between the big six and the like top ten maybe that's getting a bit tighter but then the gap between that top ten and the bottom ten is getting bigger maybe. yeah mm. I mean but we're seeing like Wolves who were finishing in the top 10 every season fell off last season fell off this season a little bit uh, they're not doing too bad on Gary O'Neill but Mass. like they were still tight with relegation seeing teams like um, Leicester do the full 180 man they switched the whole league oh. can't Just... wait for that to be Chelsea and City <laughs> yeah man Chelsea do you imagine you know, like football manager Man City League 1 yeah I'd be tapped be mad but like can you imagine how many like fucking notifications you get about like FFP and fucked us blah, blah, blah. like you must get so many like mate oh, Everton yeah we'll talk about Everton United after this but I just want to touch before we finish this game on Trent Alexander-Arnold I think he had a good game I think he had a stinker which is nice because I think the general consensus on Twitter is 50-50 the, the narrative that he was getting cooked by Doku though I think he what he was but then he got to a stage where he just refused to do any defending at all. And he just let Matip do it all. Like, I think from January about half an hour in, Trent just decided, I'm not playing right back anymore. And maybe that is the, the role. But Matip was just getting dragged down the right-hand channel constantly. And if Doku had a final product this game, if his final pass was on point... I brought him into my fantasy because I was like, he's up against Trent, he's going to he the um main thing getting thrown about on Twitter was this dribble pass statistic. I think he got dribble pass was it seven times or something? Yeah. Sure. But I, I looked at all of them and like he's nowhere near him for like half of them. Yeah. Like the most times a player's been dribble pass in the Premier League. I, I don't know. I for me he's he's a bit of a problem at the minute. And I think he's a big problem. Defensively, we've been trying to defend for a while. It's just you got to hold your hands up. He's not... He's had time to prove it. He's not a good defender. He's so bad at defending. I think England and Liverpool have just got to either bite the bullet. I see a lot of people say, oh, you've got to keep playing him at right back because that is where, 
like, he offers you he's like a 10 playing a right back but then you have to have a solution where you've got a right centre mid yeah. or DM or a right centre back who's exactly. willing and knows how to cover him and if he leaves that space your whole defensive line's got to shift yeah. you, your whole team's got to play to him which is fine yeah. if you want to have a number 10 playing a right back he's got a, he, he's got a passing range that will unlock every defence yeah. he's nuts he's a playmaker in the right back position which is great but you've got to adapt you've got to do something you've got to do what they did when they had Henderson playing yeah. they would almost lose him midfielder but Liverpool we spoke about this multiple times they play such transitionary football that half the time they skip the midfield the midfield is, the main goal is to arrive late at the edge of the box the midfield aren't the ones playing the long balls to Salah or to Luis Diaz or to Jota or looking for that through ball to Nunez it's the left backs it's the centre backs it's all it has been maybe to an extent it was like Fabinho mm. but the two in front of him would never get involved so for me You've just got to, you've got to find a way to get Trent playing his football again if you yeah. want to be at Liverpool. You've got um you've got to just maybe lose one of your midfielders. Yeah. Maybe only play Sobozlai, have McAllister coming off the bench, and then have that DM, and then maybe you have Trent as like a floating right with another centre back. I, I agree. Know. I think one of two things will happen. They've got Joe Gomez there, who plays right back. He plays centre back. Why don't you do what Arsenal do when Zinchenko's in the team? Play three centre backs and Trent. And just play a back three that allows Trent to tuck in. Because this kind of asking Matip to do two roles is he's getting cooked. And like I said, if it's not Docker, fair on Matip though. Not fair on Matip. I actually thought Matip had a really good game. And yeah, it's just like you're relying on the attacker of the opposing team to have a bit of a stinker because you're giving them so many opportunities to put balls in the box. And the problem is he's been found out now, so he's gonna keep getting found out. For like his own protection, teams are targeting him. You can use that against them. Like if you double up on that side and you give Trent the freedom, a right hand side of freedom with Trent and Salah is going to be ridiculous. Mm. You'll be giving teams nightmares. But you've got to balance it out because you can't have Trent. You can't be giving him this freedom on the right hand side, and then have no one on the far side of the pitch making space, pulling the team apart to create the spaces. Yeah, you can't have this compact middle, and that's what they were trying to do with like McAllister and Shabozlai. And whoever they have behind it, whether it be Endo or Gravenberg or um, like Curtis Jones in this Curtis game. Jones, you know, it's like he's it's just, mate. What? It's like a it's, yeah. it's like a career mode team that like my ten year old cousin would play with. It's just yeah, they've just got no kind of like midfield bank. It's just three guys that are all kind of roaming eight like a position eight and forward. It's like no one that's deep enough. For me, they've just got to go big January and just get at, at least a world class DM in. The only one I'm hearing is Calvin Phillips. I haven't even heard of anyone else. Mate, that's not even world class. No. That's like that's like B tier. No. no. I, I mean, and he's not the answer either. Liverpool fans, let us know. Do you sign a centre-back that allows Trent to move into the middle? Or do you f- sign a DM that allows Trent to move in and that DM will cover? Let us know. Have you got any names? Because we've got none. Right. What game do you want to talk about next? Let's talk about Newcastle-Chelsea. Newcastle 4. Chelsea won. I saw this um, Chelsea fan TV. <laughs> this little person. Luke hates when women talk about football. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. Um, not the one I said. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not the uh, 20 gold a month one. <laughs> no, that was a different one. This person sat outside, outside a little kid um, saying about how, how Newcastle, uh, Chelsea got to be given time because they're a young team. Mm. But uh, you spent a billion pounds. 
And what do you mean a young team? Your, your most consistent player in the last two seasons has been 38-year-old Thiago Silva. And if I was creating a Venn diagram of teams that are allowed time and clubs, Chelsea would no, never overlap. They are the definition of not giving anyone time. <laughs> Mate, they brought the f- in a bloody... Um, What's the owner called? Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley came in and they were like, it's a whole new it's a whole new way of looking at things. We're a project now. We're a project. Bosh, took out the window. Bought, bought in Graham Potter, yeah. project manager. Bosh, got rid of him. Short-term fix, Frank Lampard. Got rid of him before he even do anything. Like The owners don't want it. The fans have no patience. The players are toxic. But it's an excuse when they lose. Oh, we're a young team. Yeah. And then they were saying, um, oh, when we, when we beat Newcastle in the FA Cup final in like four or five years' time, They'll be crying and they'll probably want to fill out their allocation. I was thinking, mate, they've got like one of the best fan bases <laughs> in the world. Are you nuts? Yeah, like, like one what, team is drastically on the up. 10 years of football knowledge, you just go. Like, yeah. you're done. It just go to pick up a different sport. I don't know. It's mental. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Newcastle just good. Newcastle are Isaac good. Is good. With, with a highly rotated team. They've got so many injuries at the moment, Newcastle. And I know Chelsea... But this is what we were saying. as well. This is what Eddie Howe's so good at. He Players who are on the fringes mm. will put their heart on that pitch and die for that club. Because yeah. they know if they put in a performance, he will give them more opportunity. Yeah. They might get their Champions League appearance. They might get a run in the team. We've seen it happen. Yeah, and, facts. And like he, he will utilise every aspect of that squad. A lot of players will... Their manager, like for a different club, they'll stick with their favourite players. And then as the soon as, they, as, soon as they get an injury, right, yeah. right, you're in for a couple of games, then you're out again, no matter how you perform. You got unless you put on five worldies in a row. Mm. So for me, no, he is a fun. very good man manager, Eddie Howe, and like you can tell because there's players like Jamal Lascelles who is the club captain, but has been got rid of because better players have come in. Um, Sven Botman injured, he's come back in, and Jamal Lascelles looks quality the last couple Mate, of games. Captain him in the Champions League. Captain in the Champions League, put in like a man of the match performance against Arsenal, scored against Chelsea. He's back in the team and playing well. You've got like Sean Longstaff. Sean Longstaff, he's out. But then you've got that um, Lewis Miley coming yeah. in, 17 years old, yep. looks quality. Um, Dan Burns injured, so you've got Tino Liveramento coming in. Yeah. So yeah, they're just the man management of the squad is very, very good. You've got players that, like you said, put their heart on the line for this team. You've got and Anthony Gordon who was getting slated by us yeah mate we were slating him we, I had no idea how he managed to wrangle that move from Everton but, but then he went to Newcastle and stunk so it up for a bit so bloody and good. we were like oh, we'd be vindicated here <laughs> yeah he came and in with he dodgy and he's yeah. turned us all over yeah. and I'm happy to say it because fair play to him Ellen yet generous looking guy is putting balls in the back of the net yeah Claire Balding looking motherfucker mate he's a good player good yeah player. no he is a good player I was watching this Chelsea game with my brother who supports Chelsea and um Sterling had just scored that free kick. Absolute banger. Also, Sterling for England. Yeah. And so, my brother was like, oh, um, why Sterling not in the England squad? And I was like, yeah, I back it. With Rashford stinking up the gaff and Jack Grealish barely getting a touch for City, is Sterling our best left wing option for England? And then, just as That's I was saying right that, all right wing, but no, because baby Bukayo is there for the long run. Um, and then, yeah, just as I was saying, yeah, I'm up for Sterling. I looked at Anthony Gordon and I was like, nah, fuck that. Anthony Gordon is our best left-wing Gordon. option. And then he went and scored an absolute banger. And yeah, so I think we need to have the discussion. I've seen um, Scotland FA are looking at Anthony Gordon trying to win him round. Would we be silly to lose Anthony Gordon to Scotland? I think you're silly to lose anyone. I mean, 
it's like we're we're the worst for it though. We've like nicked yeah. like Declan Rice and oh. Jack Grealish and countless others. They can have Jack Grealish back if they're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be trading for Evan Ferguson. But um, yeah, let's we, we spoke about two good players in Anthony Gordon and Raheem Sterling. Let's move on to one absolute terrible player, and he and I hate to say it, but it's Reese James. Oh, I love it because. To be fair, I feel like we've kind of toed and froed and kind of sat on the fence a little bit about Reese James for a while. Like, he is a more complete package than Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I've said this on Twitter, that the what Trent has going for him is his attacking creativity. But that's not so much better than Reese James is that you can ignore Trent's deficiency defensively, which Reese James is better at. Reese James is way more all-round. Exactly. Trent. So I would rather have prime Reese James than prime Trent. I would. But the more I look into it, I think I would just rather go like... Ben White. Ben White or Walker, because Mate, both I'd, of them... I'd have Trippier, too many problems. Walker, Ben White... And me. Um, Mate, I'd have like... Tino Livramento. Oh man, I actually would. Yeah, like, genuinely, I, I think both of them, Reese James and Trent, and maybe we need to do a Reese James mate, and Trent expose. If you're in the if you're in the England squad, yeah, that gets selected for the Euros, a 24 man squad or a 26 man squad, and you see Reese James in there, and you're a right back. You're thinking, oh man, I better pack my bag because I, he's gonna get cooked, into the yeah. first training session, yeah. and you'll be straight on the plane. Like, yeah, it's nuts. I it, think both of them just sad. bring up too many issues, and they're not solving enough issues. With Trent, it's the defensive issues. It's where do you play him? Do you ditch one of the midfielders to bring Trent in? Or do you have to bring an extra defender to cover his area? Reese James, you've got the injury problems. And just the fact that I don't think he's played enough for England. He's not consistent enough at club or country level. And so I think they both bring up too many problems when you've got the likes of Carl Walker doing it week in, week out. Trippier doing it week in, week out, Champions League. Ben White doing it week out, week out, uh, week in, week out, Champions League. I think those two guys aren't good enough. Don't do it enough for me. And why the hell, and I've said this on the pod, why the hell is Rhys James captain in Chelsea? <laughs> he averages like 20 games a season. It is nuts at his big age and how good he was. that He's literally played about 100 Premier League games. He's just not consistent enough in appearances or like just dropping good games. It, like considering he, he's like, and he probably would be considered a generational like talent. But he's got like 16 England caps. Mate, generational talents happen all the time and get injured and their careers go down the swanee. Jack well, that, Wilshere. It's, yeah. it's one of those. It's like... Sometimes you just don't recover from If you can't injury, beat right? an injury, if you can't beat an injury record, yeah, I'm sorry, you can't be in the conversation. And that's the issue with Reese James. I mean, yeah. And I, when he's not getting injured, he's getting recarded. Oh, what's that about? Yeah, donut. I don't know. Donut, bled. It's a bit shocking. Do you, uh, we want to talk about that Thiago Silva half turn that he tried to do? So bad. <laughs> mate, you're a bit of art, mate, you're a bit old for that. So bad, yeah, mate. We do not <laughs> have the facilities. <laughs> Man's got like dementia for his Ronaldinho for a minute, <laughs> and he can't even play it off like he wasn't trying to like scoop it as well. It's such like a what are you doing? Just ended up on his ass. So funny. Oh man, I don't know. Um, let's talk about Spurs. Let's do it, yeah, mate. I watched the beginning of this game. Electric, yeah, and I was very impressed by end. Spurs. Spurs were good. Benzema, Lacelso looking really tasty in that middle. Lacelso made his first start since 
sport since it was... I, I saw the... Sta- it was under... Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. That's, the that's Donny, mental, yep. isn't it? They've had like two managers in between that. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, yeah. He's played for Unai Emery more recently than he's played for Spurs. That's nuts. Isn't that tough? Yeah, I, and I thought he was good. Um, Adogi was getting well involved early on. Mm. A little bit rash in some of his challenges he makes. He is a little bit rash. Um... But, um, yeah, I'd say uh, Spurs were the better team yeah, this Kul- game. Kulusevski would look dangerous. Yeah, I liked uh, Brennan Johnson looks good. Son of three goals ruled out for offside. <laughs> he was just living offside, That's though. That's nuts. <laughs> like, it gets to the stage where it's like, mate, you can't even complain. Just get yourself onside. Yeah. Why are you just Ollie Watkins managed to do it. Yeah, exactly. Ollie Watkins is so good. But um, three losses on the bounce for Spurs. It's is, rough. Is there a situation going on? For me, the big loss is Mickey van der Ven. I think the creativity is still there even without Madison. They yeah. they will score goals. Yeah, yeah. The way they play just is so conducive. But Van der Ven was so good. Yeah. And he's going to be a miss. It's mental that they've gone from Romero, who I'm like impartial on, but and he's still their second best defender. To they like skip Derek Dyer. They've, they've just put give, Emerson Royale. They're playing Emerson Royale and Ben Davis, two fullbacks at centre backs over. Pedro Porro was good. Yeah, Pedro Porro was good. Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's just, just like what is going. Yeah, you, you can't you. The, you're not going to win a game with two centre-backs that aren't centre-backs. No. And they got Man City up next. The only perk is, I think, Romero and Basuma, who are both on suspension to back next Yeah, Basuma was a big miss as well. So, so that like, could help, it, but it's it, a big game against City. They have gone from high-flying and they've lost their best player, Madison, who is not just pivotal. He is he is their Mr. Output. Spurs, yeah. They've lost their best defender their, yeah well their best defender in Van der Ven and then their second best defender in Romero yeah. and then an absolute starlet in Pesuma who's just absolutely come to, come to his powers this season yeah. so th- that is probably the four their, their four best players and yeah the four players you would not want to get injured like, I'd, r- I'd rather lose some before I'd probably rather lose them. Van der Ven Madison or Pesuma yeah yeah 100% so yeah for me you can't look into it too much they'll be disappointed but they the performance was good which yeah is, which I is agree important yeah. performance was good um, and in the previous game before this was uh, Wolves right Wolves where they lost in the last minute yeah so on paper it looks bad but I think they will recover we Just said this stick by big end we said this when um, it was all going so well it, a little bit of a wobble it's about how you deal with it and how you come over it so the next few weeks Man City is the one where you can really put down a precedent and say oh that could be nuts yeah. this is this is when we turn it back around mate if I, I'm not going to back Spurs and I don't want Spurs to win but if I do that's good for Arsenal so, so yeah I mean but Aston Villa Matty Cash by the way <laughs> that tackle on Bentacore was nuts I saw people saying it should be a red card it wasn't a red card I think I, do you know, I watched it and I was like that's that, a red man. card nah. but then I realised I was just saying that because I kind of like Bentoncourt yeah. and he I know he's, he's just, just come, come back, back from, from so that's but yeah, that can't play a factor so for no. me it's not record yellow was right but it is a rash challenge if he's a second later on that that's a red it is a very rash challenge and I think everybody's just like a bit emotional about um, Bentoncourt coming but back there was from a the lot ACL. of people celebrating it being like oh Matty Cash is like smashed into Bentoncourt or do his ACL again oh, I was thinking yeah. like Sp- the football fans are grim you are scum mate. yeah football fans are grim like, honestly lock these men up because they're going to do some <laughs> disgusting things in their life if they're celebrating yeah, shit like no. that. that's terrible but um, no it is sad for Bentoncourt just as he was getting back fit but yeah, um, what's, what was the, uh, the the overview on that they, they know what it is no idea, no. Because, yeah, hopefully it's nothing long-term or serious. But that's another big loss because he... A midfield two of Benzincourt and... Um, Basuma is Basuma's nice. good. I yeah. mean, 
Lucelso looked all right when he came in. Good I goal. Agree, yeah, he's a, like in my opinion, he is a good player. I just don't know why, but he hasn't like. I just think I think he one of those players that he didn't know his best role. Yeah, and no one else did. So I think he's learning, trying to find it still. But I think he had a good performance this game. Aston Villa, they've moved themselves up to fourth spot in the Premier League. How, what are they, like four points off top? Five? Yeah, something like that. Um, in this calendar year, they've got the most points collected in the Premier League, behind the third most, behind Arsenal and Man City. That they're, is nuts. They're only two points behind Arsenal and one point behind Man City. That is nuts. In points collected in 2023, which is nuts. The job Unai Emery is doing, mental. Can yeah. they stick it out and get Champions League football? Because we were talking about how the league's fallen off, like some of the big dogs are falling off. The problem that's is that's a perfect like, pathway. From, uh, we, the the main thing is like consistency, right? Mm-hmm. They are, <laughs> mate. They are two points off top. They they're joined on points with Liverpool and Man City on twenty nine and Arsenal on thirty. Juice. That is nuts. Um, I mean, if they, we've if, got Aston Villa in a couple of weeks. If they keep up the consistency, yeah. I mean, have they played City yet? This year? Uh, no. They haven't played City. I haven't played us. No. Have um, they played Liverpool? Yeah, I think they have, haven't they? I can't remember now. But um, they played Spurs. They, they picked up three points uh, away at Spurs, right? Yeah. Um, they played Newcastle. They picked up three points away at Spurs. That is literally the game we're talking about. <laughs> 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 they, they smashed Brighton. Yeah, they did, yeah. So, And they played Newcastle, but they lost. Oh, that was it, yeah. The start of the season. Yeah, they're, they're doing it. They are doing it. They um, are doing it. And when you've got someone in Ollie Watkins, consistency consistent for over a year, so good. So yeah, I, there's no reason they can't do it. We saw Newcastle do it. The problem is like they've got Newcastle to fend off. They've got even Man United. They're not as, but they still they still be there. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on Man United after this um, because they've got Brighton. If Brighton sort of pick it up, Brighton again. stink a little bit. But um, um, yeah, I, what I like about Aston Villa is they've just got like solidity everywhere. Their back line so good. Martinez so good. They've got Diego Carlos on, in now that we've been talking about for a while. Esri Conce is so good. Douglas Luiz. And then you move forward. Douglas Luiz, one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. He, Liverpool. Yeah, maybe. Kamara alongside him. So good. And then you've got John McGinn. So good. Diaby had a bit of a stinker this game, but we won't talk about that. And then Ollie Watkins, who I... Another stat I'll drop on you. Under Unai Emery, he's got 30 goal involvements in 37 games. Which is naughty. That's nuts. One of Mate, the most honestly, informed strikers in the Premier England, League. Bro, like, just get him at left wing. Yeah. Just tell him, you don't have to do anything, just score goals. And he will. He's yeah. so good. He is good. Uh, if you have a, uh, Honestly, England's best front three at the minute is Ollie Watkins on the left, Harlan uh, Kane in the middle, and then Saka on the right. Jeez. Honestly, that's Cook. That, that will is, cook that any defence. No, yeah, I like Aston Villa a lot. And I think if they can keep hold of their best players, I know Arsenal were looking at Douglas Luiz. Like you said, Liverpool could be looking at him. Um, if they can keep hold of him, I, I assume... How teams... many DMs do you want? You're you playing the Rice Party and Douglas Luiz? Party's gone, mate. He is yeah. um, gone. Um, so, yeah, if they can keep their best players, like, I'm assuming someone will come in for Ollie Watkins. I'm assuming someone will come in for... You'd be surprised, though. Esri Contra or something. Or You'd be Martinez. surprised. I mean, if they're fourth and they've got a good chance of winning a European trophy. Yeah, it's true. Like, it, But if they can yeah, get through Jan, keep all their good players, maybe... Do they even need to add maybe like a creative midfielder? But even that, I don't even think they need that massively. Maybe just more depth. I yeah. Mean, 
Yeah. They've got players like Zaniolo that's good. Leon Bailey came in, had a good game. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could keep pushing. The only thing is, they got Europe. If they can manage both, I don't see why they... I think they're a bit blessed as well, because Ollie Watkins obviously would be a good t- big target, but the fact that a lot of teams could be stiff around Ivan Tony. Yeah, <coughs> and Ollie Watkins just signed a new contract as well. Yeah, so yeah. If they're so going to lose him, that's 100 mil. I think as well, you'd be surprised. Like A lot of players that now are... The risk of moving to a big team... Like, Ollie Watkins is going to be on like 200 grand a week at Aston Villa. Yeah, probably. He knows it's going well. He's in the English squad. Yeah, he'd be. Why take the it. risk? Yet? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe wait until the summer anyway. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's 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 good it's, time they, for they Aston are, Villa. They are flying. All right, let's uh, before we wrap it up, let's touch on Everton and Man United. Everton over the international break had some terrible news. Uh, a ten-point deduction, which left them what is it, second bottom? Second bottom. They lost. I saw this. Um, so they're on four points now. They lost ten points, which is pretty much every away point they've picked up this season. They've lost. Yeah, um, um, yeah, down to 19th place. It's the first time ever there's been a dedu- points deduction in the Premier League. Not looking good for Everton. I mean, uh, <laughs> if Everton get 10 points deducted for like, what was it, one charge? One Man charge. City are running. Yeah, mate, Man City, I want to see them in the Ishmian South. <laughs> or the Ishmian North, whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. But um, yeah, this we'll talk about the game. Man United, free Everton nil. On paper, it looks like Man United dominated the game for the first time ever. Because we say on the pod, we never see them dominate a game. Wasn't the case. I think it was a bit of a 50-50. I think Everton had a higher XG in the game. But that probably comes from the fact that Garnacho scored one of the lowest XG goals probably ever in the world. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure he's done the rounds on Twitter and you've seen it. But he scored, in my opinion, the best Premier League goal ever. Oh... He done it in the third minute of the game. Fans probably weren't even in their seats. They're probably coming back with their bovril still. Yeah, it is. It is nuts. It's a nuts it is goal. Nuts. It depends what you look for. In they're a comparing goal, it to like Rooney's. Rooney, it's better than Rooney's. Yeah, but Rooney's in a Manchester derby. Yeah, but this is but like, like it, it depends what you're like. This is, is like is it the best like out. technical goal ever. Is it the best? Is it the most important goal ever? No, no. Is it so? Like I don't know. It is a, just aesthetically, it is an amazing goal. It's so good. He's so far out. Like you don't score bicycle kicks from the edge of the box. Is it better than Ronaldo's? Yeah. Against Juve? Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, but that was Champions League final. This was against Everton after a 10-point deduction in the yeah. first minute. No, I'm joking. I just think shin, it's though, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a little bit of a shinny one, but top bins, mate. It is good. Against Jordan Pitford, best keeper in the world. That's true. Pick we don't concede goals. No, yeah. <laughs> it probably helps he's got a little T-Rex arm. <laughs> yeah, if it's Alisson, he's getting, he gets yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, let us know where you stand on the Garnacho goal. Is it the best goal the Premier League has ever seen? If not, put in the comments what you think the best Premier League goal ever Because we did um, like a section on the podcast a while ago where we did our underrated Premier League goals. And we did, yours was, um, it was a coupon. Patsim, yeah, Kojimi. No, you, oh. we did Kajimi as one did of I them. I do uh, Matty Phillips. Matty Phillips. Yeah. And, I did, um, and I did Andros Townsend against Man City. For, oh, I think he's Andros Townsend for QPR versus Sunderland. No. That was a good call. So um, well, let like, us know. Oh, Mix of Mora versus West Brom. He runs down the wing and just left foot. Well, it's like the Peter Crouch one where he like takes it on his knee and then fucking yeah. disgusting volley. But oh, yeah, mate, what about there's the been Kelly some one. I don't even think that's that good. Oh, okay. That's like a shit. Did you see the Donny who was like... Um, who it was like the Cliff of Maradona doing like the warm up with the the football, 
and uh, he was like oh yeah I mean the guy tweeted that and was like oh this is why no one could tell me that Messi was ever better than Maradona and then someone replied would be like oh yeah I could do that <laughs> and he was like go on then so he did he recorded himself doing the entire like, Maradona routine and the guy was just like fair play is that uh, CFC Janty guy whatever his name oh is? yeah okay. yeah he was the one that tweeted it it was mad it's good. I'll oh, come on. Yeah, I'll go have a look at that. But um, yeah, let us know in the comments what you think the best Premier League goal ever is. Um, also, 18-year-old, or is it 17-year-old? I think it's 18. Kobe Minu in centre mid for Man United. Looks like a bowler, mate. He's been touted for a while now, only, but... Um... He looks good. Um, yeah. Him and McTominay. I don't know about McTominay is the centre mid. Oh, I like McTominay, man. I don't think he's that bad. But yeah, Minu was really good. So calm on the ball. For an 18-year-old on his like Premier League debut against Everton, which is like a bit of a rowdy team, like a bit of a ding-dong affair, as they say. Um, yeah, it was a good game, and Manu was excellent. Everton, will they avoid the drop? I don't know. He's, uh, I They've got too much quality, I think. I think they're Calvin fortunate that Burnley and um, so bad, and Sheffield United are really bad. Luton, who picked up three points first at home to home Palace. win of the season. Palace, who lost Eberechi Eze, Again. who I don't think he's going to be out for long. I think it was a minor right. one. Oh, that's good. He walked out, I think. Yeah, yeah. Decore, on the other hand, limping out on the crutches and a boot. Bad, yeah, bad times was... for Crystal Palace. But positive note for Palace. At least they're back. Getting Scored on the a sheet. fucking dutty goal. He's good, mate. Yeah. He's tasty. But um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Nah, sponsor us for our moustaches. Oh, we did our 5k giveaway. Uh, shout out the guy that won it. Um, there will be more giveaways down the line. Close to 10k. So maybe when we hit 10k. Uh, so yeah, subscribe. Follow us on socials. Leave a comment. What your best Premier League goal ever is. Because we're intrigued to know. And we'll come for you. But yeah, guys, if you want to get involved and sponsor our Movember, Tash Growing Extravaganza, just... Um... This is probably the last time you'll see them in a pod. Because... Next yeah, month, that's true. We'll do actually, a little, I don't know. I'm we'll do a final it. post before and after, and uh, we'll get your opinions on it. But yeah, if you do want to sponsor us, everything you do need to uh, do that is down below. And if you don't want to or you can't sponsor us for whatever reason, all you want to do is just give it a little share. Get the message out there. Just as important as raising money is getting the message out there, making sure that people know that they're not alone, that they can reach out to their mates or to strangers or whatever, and also check your bum hole and your balls and stuff. Yeah. Because it's not just about men's mental health. It's about men's physical health. Yes, I think it's prostate. Yeah, prostate. So, yeah, check out your mate's prostate if you want. Yeah, it's all for a good cause. So if you want to throw a little bit of change into the pot, a couple quid, be very... £500 is our aim. So I said 1000 but that's a bit (laughs) ballsy. So, yeah, 500 Oh, mate. Anyway, thank you very much for watching, guys. We bored your episode number 72. We're back. And we're live.